This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Or today, a discussion about your emails because, yay, it's Spawned Listener Day! Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we'll be answering reader questions. We have had so many come in on topics from helicopter parenting to our musical tastes, which is a little scary, and we thought we'd take a few of them on one by one. And of course, we'll close out our show like we always do with our cool picks of the week. So first, I just want to say we're so sorry that we were not on last week. We took a week off. Last week, I had a family emergency. Yeah, that was quite an emergency, Yeah, well, Liz. I could probably talk about it without crying. So my dad was hit by a cab. Unbelievable. Crossing 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. Cab was illegally making a left turn, road rage, the whole crazy situation, and he ended up in the hospital. So scary. I know. It was terrible. And I could talk about it now without crying because he is out of ICU and doing Wait. much better. Aww. But it's been a really scary week. But I just want to tell you, this is like the funny silver lining can always be found by children, right? Yes. In any tragedy. Yes. So we talked a few weeks ago about me and my dad and the maple syrup Oh, that argument. was a big popular episode. So many people weighed in on I that, know. too. I know. You can bring your own maple syrup to restaurants. So my daughter made a get well card for him because we're visiting him in the hospital. And she knows he loves like court shows like Judge Judy <laughs> and People's Court. So she made a TV, which looks like it's from the 50s for some reason. And there's a picture of a judge that says, quiet, Liz Gumbiner, state your case. <laughs> and on the left, it has my dad. And he says, I can bring syrup to a diner. And on the right, there's me. And it says, that's no fair to the workers. And then it, someone says, witness and there's like maple syrup all over the place and on the bottom the <laughs> caption is grown-up court shows <laughs> well clearly your daughter has your sense of humor so that's awesome i love it i love that so just so you know we may have an actual judge deciding our maple syrup case i think judge john hodgman should do it frankly well but. you know what all things considered the fact that your dad is doing well i am gonna bring him so many jugs of maple syrup to anywhere he can bring it wherever he wants to go <laughs> when we that. eat together again and after actually, he gets out. after all the hospital food, he's going to really need it. So. Yes, that's true. Well, thanks anyway. for sharing that. That's awesome. And Maybe thanks, we'll Dad. A... We're all rooting for you. Yay. All right. Well, this is fun because you know what? I don't know if it was because we just had a lot of people decide all of a sudden to email or that we hadn't checked the email in a I while. Know, I feel so bad. But we're like, usually really good about that. But it was so full of really wonderful things and great questions and comments. So we figured we'd just make this Listener Day. Yay. Listener Appreciation Day. All right. So let's go. Who do we have? So first we have Karen with a C who wanted to comment on the curse words show that we did because she says she too has quite the potty mouth. Oh, she's one of us. Yay. We love you, Karen. So she was saying it wasn't a problem until her four-year-old started repeating her as soon as he turned two. Yeah, we know about that. And so... What she said is the rule in her house is now just like there's certain things that only adults can drink, uh-huh. alcohol, right. and certain things only adults can do, like vote, there are certain words only adults can say. Oh. What do you think about that? I think that's really interesting. You know, a friend of mine always says you can do that when you can drive. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, can kids. you can try. Which is kind of funny because then kids don't really know. It's like they don't know how long that is. <laughs> that could be like 40 years or that could be like tomorrow. So it's kind of a nice way to be like kind of putting it off. Tell them not to see any <laughs> movies where 13-year-olds steal the parents' car. <laughs> exactly. Because they'll be like, tomorrow. I actually really like that idea. What yeah, do you think? I like that too. And here's the other thing she wrote that I liked. This isn't even a question. This is just like a we love Karen Oh, yeah. Segment. No, it doesn't have to be a question. So she said she also discussed that there's no bad words, but we don't direct them at people. In other words, you can say a thing is stupid, but not a person. And what she says is it's okay to be mad, but not to be mean. Karen... Isn't that great? That's really She's great. She's smart. Although I have to say, I'm still caught up on the idea of kids finding out that not only adults can drink. Yeah. I'm hoping that that sticks. This next one is hilarious. Okay, this led me into the research rabbit hole. So oh, I boy. love you. Her name is Olewa. I hope I'm saying that correctly. She was wondering if if either of us listened to any K-pop. Okay, well, first of all, let's I was back like, up. I don't know what that means. Because she said we're very entertaining. Oh, yes. But she, she said our topics were very entertaining. Does that mean we're entertaining or just what we talk I'll about? I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she has to be nice. Okay, I'm not so, going to nitpick. So, so she said, I was wondering if any of you guys listen to K-pop. I know it's a random question, but over the last few months, I've become obsessed with it, especially a girl group called The Ark. And I wanted to know if you had similar taste in music. So, Alewa, the answer is, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I saw this email, and I thought she meant kids bop. <laughs> <laughs> kids bop. I thought K-pop was like K-fed, like some new, you know. Britney Spears' third husband exactly. or something. <laughs> We're so old. Well, oh actually, God. I'm really excited she wrote to us because K-pop, which I looked up on Wikipedia. Dead and it's an abbreviation of Korean pop, and it's a musical genre from, surprisingly, South Korea. What? <laughs> you mean it's not from North Korea? Isn't that weird? Well, not France, not Bangladesh, not Guam. It's characterized by a wide variety of audio, visual elements, and started in the early 90s. So I looked it up, and you know what? Some of it's really good. Really? Like, you yes. listened to it? I did. I listened to this band, The Ark, and they're like a really good young girl group that does pop music. And I thought, this is this is good music. All right. Why don't you play some for us? Okay. I see you rocking out over there. I'm rocking out. It's like kind of like slow jam rap. Yeah. This with is like called, a higher female voice. Yeah, it's I called The it. Ark, and the song is called The Girls Went to the River. Actually, it's called something in Korean, but that's the translation. And it's really good. And then it led me to actually research this <laughs> a little more, and it turns out really what it is is Korean boy bands. Ah, and there you so go. So actually, she found like this one awesome group, The Ark. I really like them, because the boy bands were like a little Korean in sync for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's not surprising at all, right? I mean, did you think it was going to be any different? I, I don't know. So anyway, thank you, Olewa. We do not have similar taste in music, but now maybe we will because I like this band. So thank you. All right. So this next question, this is an actual question, is from Sue, who writes a Motherhood and Me blog. And she's got two kids, a six-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son. She quit her job to stay at home, and she's looking for new mom friends. Oh, so many moms oh. have this question. And, you know, she made a point that she said she had kids earlier than her friends, so they are either in the baby-toddler phase or they're just starting to settle down. It's awkward. It's hard, I think, when yeah. you've got kids that are, like, school age. Yeah, yeah. I had. I mean, it's funny because I had a similar thing, and we wrote back to her. And I said, actually, I'm in a similar place, even though I had kids later 
later than a lot of my friends, it still puts you in the same boat, right? And so actually, I met friends a lot through blogging and social media, which it kind of sounds dorky or did at the time. But now I think that's kind of the way now, people do things. Dude, people meet like that's how they meet their like husbands. That's and how wives. I met you. I know. That's how you met your work wife, baby. (laughs) So anyway, I think one suggestion is find a great online group or there are a lot of local mom blog groups out there. And I know a lot of parents who have joined groups like, you know, the the New York City dad blog group. There's groups like that out there that get parents to write and collaborate around their feelings and local things that are going on. And it's a way to connect online with people that kind of share your interests and are in your community. But the other thing is, I don't know about you, but I found that I actually started making more mom friends once my kids were in school. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I'm the complete opposite. Really? How yes. come? I just don't do anything with any I just <laughs> with don't their like classrooms. <laughs> no, like I just, I'm not involved as much in the classrooms. I think it's different because you, it's a neighborhood school for you and your kids walk to school. Now, since my kids do walk to school now and I'm walking with them, I do meet a lot more parents. There, see, that's but what I'm saying But before with the bus, I didn't know anyone. When my kids took the bus, I knew no parents. I think that's a good point. And I think because, you know, when you're in New York City, it's not like you're in your bathrobe like my mom was when I was a kid <laughs> dropping me off in the car like get out get out <laughs> she really did she would like take us in slippers in a bathrobe oh so cool when I wear those boots that rhyme with pugs you do not I only wear them to hockey and sometimes to <laughs> drop my children off. off at school I'm so embarrassed right now well the other thing is like just volunteer yeah with your I was gonna say that's a great suggestion that's where I met the mo- other moms and dads was when I was volunteering or when I went on field trips so that's a really great way to connect. It's true. And you know, I always said like, I am so not a bake sale mom. (laughs) And then I realized bake sale moms get a bad rap. Like the coolest moms in our school are the bake sale moms. I love doing bake sales now because like I get to hang out with really cool moms. Or like, you know what my favorite thing was? I volunteered to tally all the minutes for the readathon. Which sounds like crazy, but you know what? It was awesome. Plus, you get to like sneak outside the classrooms and listen in and hear what's going on. Oh, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) A little gossip. So anyway, Sue, I'm sorry that you're having trouble making friends. I would just say try to spend time with your community of parents through the school, through school activities, through your kids' clubs. I know that's tough, but since you're staying home now, maybe you have more time to do that. And I don't know. I found it worked for me pretty well. I think those are great suggestions. This is a two-tiered question. So her first grader, who's six and is a a girl, has recently become obsessed with saying that certain people are her boyfriends. And she doesn't really know why it bothers her Ah. so much. But she talks about her new boyfriend, like other girls. You know what? I had this exact same thing. And she was saying, how do I talk to her about it without diminishing her feelings of having a crush for the first time? So I want to say, first of all, she probably doesn't have a crush. She might. She might. But what I found, because my daughter in kindergarten was doing the same thing. I have this boyfriend, and he has three girlfriends. And so what I started to do was ask (laughs) questions. First of all, why the hell are you dating a boy with three other girls? And we're a harem. (laughs) (laughs) They're moving to Utah. (laughs) Bye, Mom. We're out of here. So the best thing to do with stuff like that, I find, is ask questions instead of making assumptions. So I would say, Thalia, what does it mean to have a boyfriend? Oh, what do you do with your boyfriend? What does it mean that he has girlfriends? And usually she just meant nothing. It means he sits with us at lunch or he gives us chocolate milk. Like it really, I think what we mean as boyfriend does not equal what a six-year-old means when she says boyfriend. So I would ask questions as long as there's no touching going on or kissing or things that you wouldn't want. But I find generally that's not the case. It's usually just a way of kids kind of experimenting with 
social situations and relationships and those monikers that they hear on TV. Although I will say, I think kids are starting earlier with all that nonsense because my son is in third grade mm-hmm. and they were he was with his hockey friend yeah. and I didn't hear anything that was going on. Of course, you know how this works, right? You, just, you kind of tune it out and drive <laughs> in a hockey practice and all of a sudden I heard this boy say to my son, oh, you'll figure it out when you start to like girls. <gasps> and I was like, what? What What, what did I just You keep him away from my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about. So, I mean, I do feel like there's a lot of that conversation. And so, you know, other than, yes, asking a lot of questions, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about the nuances and also like how words can mean different things to different people. Exactly. Because like I can say, well, I have all my girlfriends are going out tonight. And so then my kids are like, what? Because then I heard so-and-so say they're a girlfriend and that's not the same thing. Oh, that's a good point. So girlfriend to us means friend who is female. Right, right, Well, I think because her daughter is six, I would say don't freak out. <laughs> yes. Rule number one of all parenting questions is don't freak out. Generally. <laughs> Unless it's like my kid just swallowed a penny. Then it's like freak out after you call the doctor. Um, yeah, I've been through that. Can you tell? <laughs> I love this parenting advice we're giving. We're like, don't freak out. Like, unless they like swallow like money and then freak out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. The first thing is don't freak out. Maybe there's something else you can do and freaking out a second. Yes. So yes. anyway, don't yes. freak out. I would just ask questions and you might be surprised that it's not nearly as lascivious or adult as you might have in mind. And totally. you know what? If we're totally wrong, let us know and we'll come up with totally different advice for you. Yes. But definitely freak out about the coin. Okay, who's our next question? <laughs> oh, Vicky from St. Louis. Oh, oh this, this is, is a good, good one because my daughter is 11 also, Vicky, and in sixth grade, although she's not in middle school yet. So anyway, Vicky's daughter has been waking up later and later. I know all about that. Do you have a late sleeping daughter? I have See, a mine very late sleeping daughter. Very late. My son is early. Huh. My eight-year-old. We have the opposite. My oldest daughter loves waking up at six to yeah. read. My eight-year-old, you cannot drag her out of bed if you wanted to. So okay. anyway, Vicky's funny. She's like, by some miracle or rip in the space-time continuum or constant <laughs> reminding of the time from me. I love it. She always somehow makes it to the bus, but then she was saying... You know, I don't want you to bug me, Mom. I can do it myself. Uh, so then the mom didn't bug her, and then she missed the bus. And then the daughter freaked out and was like, Mom, why'd you let me miss the bus? Vicky, that's why there's gin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was saying it's a good lesson learned, but any tips on helping kids in their morning routines, I'd appreciate it. I have to say, you need to take this one because I'm so bad with this that last week my boyfriend finally said, we're making a time chart for the kids. <laughs> He did. He sat down at like PowerPoint and made like a whole chart of like at seven, this must happen. At 7.15, this must happen. And that's the closest I've gotten. Has that worked for you guys though? I'm curious. Like, because that works for some people to have specific times. So you like that? You like having specific times? For my youngest daughter, who's like the absent-minded professor. Yes. You know, we always say her name is Sage, 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 because you have to say everything three times. Oh, that's funny. We're like, Sage, 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 brush your teeth. Sage, (laughs) Sage, Sage. (laughs) So yeah, this one. I can just point to the chart and hopefully like only say her name maybe twice. So we're getting there. But what are your tips? You well, have more I mean, kids. I do have more kids, but I do have an 11 year old and who was actually sounds very similar. So I think it's, you know, at her age, you can get her as, into the discussion. Like you can bring her in and talk to her about it and say, look, it's my job as your parent to make sure you get on the bus. So like if there's a better way for us to do this, like clearly this is not working. It's not working for you. And it's mm-hmm. not working for me. So let's figure it out. Is it an alarm? Is it someone else that's waking her up? Oh, that's good. You know, I'm always from the like work backwards school of time 
time management uh-huh. because, you know, I'm the biggest procrastinator. And so if I can get up at 7.15 and be out the door at 7.30, I totally will. Ah, see, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I know, so. you're good. You're like, I know, because I get your emails at 5 in the morning like, hey, can you work on this post? I'm like, she's up at 5. So, yeah, I'm more like my younger daughter in that sense. But maybe what you can do is talk to her and work backwards and say, okay, if we know you have to leave the house at 7 so you don't miss the bus, how much time do you need to make your bed or brush your teeth or get dressed? And maybe there's a way to kind of work backwards and create a schedule that she helped create so she's more willing to stick yeah, to Yeah, and I think, like, you know, the the idea of doing specific times, that works with some people. It doesn't work with other people. Yeah. For me, I set a timer, and when that timer goes off, my kids know that they have a, a certain amount of time before we have to leave. So, like, I, I set it in advance, knowing, okay, it's going to take them 10 minutes to get their shoes on, brush their teeth, brush their hair. Yeah. And that helps. These are some other things I thought of. Um, does she need to go to bed earlier? Like, I know that's kind of uh, lame. Yeah. But like, no, no, maybe she does. Maybe she help. needs to go to bed earlier. Also, alarms are really helpful. Alarms like, are we good. have an alarm that goes off at 8 and another one at 8 10. That's like the dot, like red alert one. That's like, get out the door. <laughs> but you know what? Also, incentives, too. I feel like sometimes we think, oh, the kids are too old, but they're not. So, like, if you can. They're not too old for money. They're not too old for money and screen time. <laughs> so, like, hey, if you stick with this routine, you get this. You can use the marble jar, which we've talked about before. We can link that up on our podcast page. My kids have a to-do list in the morning, but I will say this, to-do lists are not for everyone. So, like, my son loves them, and my daughter really doesn't. And then the other thing, So too you is, know your kids best. Yeah, and... you know your kids, and reward the responsibility. I think she's at an age, too, where she might want more autonomy in other things. And you yeah. can say, if you're able to do this on your own, this shows me that you'll be able to do XX. Do you want to hear my best time-saving trick for the morning? Sleep in your clothes? Well, my kids <laughs> do that, but I try to make them change in the morning. No, <laughs> do not make a healthy, well-balanced breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. I'm like, go make cereal. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding? The idea of me sitting there like making pancake and eggs and bacon in the morning. Bless all of you parents that do that on weekday mornings. There is no way. Okay, who's our next question? Melanie doesn't have a question. She's just funny. Oh, yeah. So she was writing about the Kim Cattrall episode where we talked about how Kim Cattrall decided that she was a mother, too, because she mentors her acting students. So what Melanie said was, no, Kim Cattrall, you are not a mom. But on the topic of what to call women who do not have children, she suggested how about women? It's enough. I like that. I know. I like that, too. But I I know you have also talked about how important it is for us to have labels. Yeah. Well, I think humans gravitate towards right. that. You know, not, It's not important to label people. I no, want to make sure I'm no. being clear about that. Yeah. But that we feel comfortable putting ourselves in various buckets. Yeah. And groups. Well, it's like, you know, this is our it's our culture. So I think there is a culture of people who don't have children. And I mm-hmm. think it's fair for them to want to have a name. Yeah. And so I know that child free is generally preferred over childless. I still think you can just say woman and you don't have to identify them. But when someone says, do you have children? People often want to be able to respond by saying, no, I am blank. Yes. And you know what? I found a, a, a very nice post in Huffington Post about you know, how to deal with women without children and things to say to them and how to be kind and how not to be basically a jackass. <laughs> and her suggestion is just say without children, which I like because you know what? It's yeah. not changing who you are. It's defining your situation. So instead of calling you a blank kind of a woman, it's saying I am a woman without children. Did you know that's how you're supposed to refer to people with a disability, yes. people with an illness? Yes, it's I was just going to say that. person first followed by the illness or the disability. I know a lot of parents who yes. now prefer, instead of saying I have 
adopted children, they say, I have children who were adopted because they don't want to kind of use that as an adjective. Or instead of saying my child is autistic, they want to say my child has autism. Or with autism. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. So That's much better. Person yeah. first. Person first, people. Okay, is there one more? Oh, we've got lots. But Alexis, this is a great one. Alexis said, growing up, I had slash have what they now call a helicopter mom. Oh, Oh, goodness. We feel your pain, Alexis. The first thing she did that I remember clearly is that in third grade, she wrote a research paper for her. Oh, gosh. So that doesn't just happen in 2015 in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yes. So she said, throughout our lives, my mom has always been hovering. One time she had laundry to do. Her brother was helping her. She threw her laundry in the dryer, and he started fluffing the laundry, the wet laundry in the dryer. (laughs) And she's like, what are you doing? He said, Mom says we should distribute it evenly before you turn it on. And Alexis is like, it's a dryer! Everything gets tossed all over the place anyway. (laughs) Isn't that its job? That's like super anal. That sounds to me beyond helicopter. That sounds a little OCD or something. Yeah, I think so. I cannot diagnose your mother by, by... podcast, but, you know, it sounds like there's something else going on there. So her question is kind of, how do you not be a helicopter mom? What's the answer? I don't know. Don't tell your children how to fluff the laundry. I don't know. I think it's hard when you have one kid. Don't you think? Like, I really mm-hmm. feel like it's hard not to be a little bit helicoptery when you have one child. Well, you're terrified of everything. Yeah, you just don't know. And I think I think what helps is to surround yourself with people who have more than one child. <laughs> That's Come great. to my house, Alexis. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the more children you have or just the longer you've been a parent. You've been a parent. Yeah. The more evidence you have that your children remain alive. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> and I think that kind of helps. Like you realize by letting go a little at a time in ways that you're comfortable that, you know, it's okay. The other thing is, and we've talked about this before, it's okay to let your kids fail. Yes. The first time I really thought about it was my kid was three. She was in preschool and there was a uh, like gingerbread house making holiday activity at the preschool. And so I let her put together this like sloppy, terrible three-year-old's adorable gingerbread house with like graham crackers and candy and stuff and I look over and there's like the moms who are over the kids shoulders like laying out all the the little peppermint candies and perfect anal rows and like (laughs) putting like alternate colored stripes on the door like channeling their own inner Martha Stewart oh my god it was crazy and they're doing it over the kids shoulder until the kids finally just give up and they're just sitting there while the parents are making (laughs) gingerbread house I'm like what are you concerned that like some other parents gonna think your kid was not a good gingerbread house maker at three. <laughs> Maybe it's just so much fun for those parents to do it. But I think a lot of that is like the fear of letting your kid not be perfect. Oh, yeah. Children are a reflection of ourselves in a way. And I think a lot of people, they're enmeshed with that yeah. a little too strongly. And it's hard. Well, it's yeah. really hard. I remember just talking to people with adult kids mm-hmm. and they were like, I'm clueless and I have no hobbies. I have no life. Uh, I have nothing because I spent so much of my time really being invested in every single thing my child did. And I never had any time for myself. And I know that's a little different, but it is kind of related in a way. Okay. So the answer, how do you not be a helicopter mom? I think little by little, give your kids freedom. Don't be afraid to let them fail and learn from their mistakes. And it doesn't reflect on you if your kids are not perfect. It reflects on you if you're doing your kids crap for them all the time. Exactly. (laughs) And take a step outside of yourself for like a minute. We know you're tired and it's hard to do. This is for all parents. And just be like, am I, is this really ridiculous? Like if I saw myself on the street right now, (laughs) would would I make fun of myself? And if the answer is yes, then don't do it. There you go. We have one more question we're going to get to today from Melanie. 
Melanie. I, I like this because yes. this is actually a coincidence. So we wanted to answer her question today on the show. She said she listens to a lot of podcasts, several from Panoply, or as my kids call it, Panoply. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a few of the real simple podcasts. Basically, we're in good company. And she said ours is the only one that consistently crashes her iPhone, and she's pretty technical and can't figure it out. What? And so I wrote back to her and I said, you know, what I usually find are the best tricks is first turn it on and off. <laughs> Uh, I know it's a joke, but it's true. And I said, you know, also check that you have the latest edition of the podcast app and upgrade your iOS. Worst case, like listen on Stitcher, listen on SoundCloud. There are other places to listen. Well, actually, right before we came here, she wrote back. Oh, and she said, guess what? I upgraded my iOS and it totally did the trick. Yay! Yay! So all I can say is whatever <laughs> advice we gave today, we know we've helped one person and that makes us feel good. Yay! <laughs> that does make me feel Woo-hoo! great because all the other ones I'm not so sure about. So if you want us to potentially help you too or not or just laugh at our advice, you can email us anytime. Spawned at coolmompics.com. Catch us on social media with the hashtag Spawned Show. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are where you are and probably in a lot more places. And we love getting your questions and we always respond to the emails. And we're sorry to those of you where we were super late. We messed up and looked in the wrong inbox. It won't happen again. All right. Well, now it's time for... Cool. Picks of the week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are my kids. It's so cute. Oh, I'm so glad they came in. I know. They wanted to record something. And so, you know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? we got to find a way to get our listeners' kids to record a Cool Pick of the Week soundbite. So if you guys have kids that want to record their own version of Cool Picks of the Week, you guys can just record it on your voice memo on your phone and email it to us at spawned at coolmompicks.com as an audio file, and we'll take a listen. And if it's awesome... We do not pay SAG wages. Oh, even <laughs> if it's mediocre, we don't care. <laughs> but we'll put it on, and hey, maybe they can stick it on their resume, and it'll help them get into a really good middle school. So do you want to start? Yeah, of course. Okay. So tis the season for cooler weather. So I had to do a little shopping, and you can see I'm wearing a nice plaid shirt here, I know, Liz. it's very nice, plaid actually. Well, like this it. is my favorite brand ever. It's Bella Doll. Have you ever heard of her no. or them or whatever it is? So when I was in L.A. like three years ago, uh-huh. I was at Kitson. And mm-hmm. I think it was like the shirt of the day. Like they I had like to Kitson. sell. They were like, I think we need to sell like 40 of these shirts. So go. And so the girl was like, oh, you're really going to love this. It's like really cool. It wasn't this specific shirt, but it was another one. Well, I tried it on and oh my God, I love it. It's super it's soft. It's really cute. It's like really flattering. It's longer in the back, but a little shorter in the front. So it kind of covers the, the butt. So you can wear it with jeans or you could wear it with leggings. Plus one of the nice things about fall is it's cover your tricep season. <laughs> Great for moms. (laughs) They're loose fitting, but they're still flattering. So you can kind of make them look a little dressy, Mm -hmm. but then you can also dress them down. Okay. So what's the damage? Uh, They're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. This one's like 120 some bucks. But I will say this. The one I got three years ago looks exactly the same as when I bought it. And I wear it a lot. And I have to say the styling is the kind of thing that I think you're going to have for a really long time. Yes. Yes. So if you've got a little extra change, if your children can only eat ramen this week like mine do, (laughs) (laughs) then maybe you can spend it on a lovely shirt for yourself. And you know what? It is holiday season. So maybe it's something you could ask Santa for. I like that. Yeah. Or hey, if you're shopping at Kitson anyway, it's probably not a problem. I don't know. But don't you think (laughs) it's like hard with these post-baby bodies to find stuff that's flattering? I agree. No, I think it's really nice. I'm willing to spend. Bella it's Doll. Like a Kurt Cobain redux. It's B E L L A D A H L, and we'll put the link Doll. on our website. 
So I actually have kind of a fashion pick too, but this ah. one is more for the men folk. So this week, our editor Christina found the most awesome limited edition watches from Nixon. It's their Rock LTD watch collection. Rock, not as in quartz, as in rock star. What? And what they do is they've gotten actual leather boots, guitar straps, and jackets from rock legends. Like they've got Tom Waits's boots. That's They've crazy. They've got Eddie Van Halen's guitar strap. They've got um, Ozzy Osbourne's leather jacket. Do they have Lenny Kravitz's leather pants? No, those are ripped <laughs> and unusable. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and they've turned them into watch straps. That is so brilliant. Isn't that, that is super a cool? really brilliant gift? So I love the idea. Like, you, if you know someone who's like a huge oh, Who yeah. fan, you can get um, Pete Townsend's leather jacket watch, or they even have Ringo Starr. It's pretty awesome. Van Halen, Aerosmith. And Beatles. I'm sure these are very affordable, too. Nope, not at all. <laughs> They're limited edition. They started at $1,000. They're super pricey. But here's what I like about them. The proceeds are going to the Music Cares MAP Fund, which provides members of the music community access to addiction recovery treatment, which is why all these rock legends donated their stuff in the first place, because it's supporting a really fantastic charity that's that awesome. supports musicians. I'm all for it. So if you are super rich, if you have an awesome man in your life who's really into rock and roll. Or lady. The best. Right? Mm, could be for I ladies. think they're only in men's sizes. Oh. Although for this price, they should really size them right to your wrist. Yeah, right? I know, right? So I think they're in men's sizes right now, but that's not to say you can't get one and just put in an extra little hole, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe. So anyway, if you know somebody who really is deserving and awesome and loves rock and roll, then the Nixon LTD Rock Collection of watches, they're limited edition. They're going to go fast despite the price and we have all the information on our site. Yeah, and and you guys remember, we have a podcast page. We put it up every week on coolmompicks.com so you can find it. Pop over when the show goes live, where we know not everyone listens the second the show hits <laughs> iTunes and SoundCloud. Yes, they and all do, that. Kristen. They totally do. I don't know what you're talking about. But you can find it podcast on coolmompicks.com. Well, that's it. This was a fun episode of Spawn. I know. We should do question episodes more often. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just leave the inbox alone for another month or two. Let's see what comes up. Huge thanks to our producer, Sarah Abdurrahman, and also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And please make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Download that episode. Make sure your iOS is updated. <laughs> Wash your screens. <laughs> Be nice to your mom and call your grandmother. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, so this week we have a bonus Cool Picks of the Week as picked by my children because there's no school today. So I have to bring them to the podcast. So Thalia... What's your cool pick of the week? Okay, my cool pick is um, Video Star. It's this really cool app mm-hmm. um, on iPhones and iPads and stuff. You can make your own music videos to songs. They give you free songs, and then if you have them downloaded on like your device, then um, you can use those songs, and uh, you can like change effects. It's really cool. And it's easy to use? Yeah. So video star. Actually, you did a good job of describing that. Really good. Yay. Sage, what's your cool pick of the week? It's a game called Fun It at Freddy's. I've never heard of it before. I don't even know what you're talking about. Isn't it about. called FNAF? <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about FNAF at our house. Oh, so yeah. tell me what it is. Tell You know what? I bet there's a lot of parents listening who have no idea. 
Well, there's actually four games. Um, they're all pretty different, um, except for the first and the third. They're about the same. But the, it's like a creepy horror game, where, and there's a bunch of, like, jump scares. So if... If you don't like horror stuff, I don't think you should watch it. <laughs> That's a good warning. <laughs> Except I don't like too scary stuff, and I like it. And just so you guys know, usually my kids are very busy reading Tolstoy, and they've taken a break <laughs> today to tell us about the video games that they're allowed to watch for, you know, five minutes each month. Thank you guys for joining us for our Cool Picks of the Week. You, Bye. You did a good job. Yeah. Was it fun? Yeah. Do you guys think you'll have your own podcast one day? Maybe. If you did a podcast, what would it be about? Being childish. Video games, gaming. Oh, yeah. I'll you would do you. a video game podcast? I bet you do a great job at that stage. Can I join you? You could be a special guest one day. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister.